Lauren. And I'm Marley Davis-Martin. And you're listening to Heal Yeah, the UNC podcast. Where we interview the movers and shakers of UNC Chapel Hill. So today we're going to be interviewing Donald Faber. Donald Faber is a junior biostatistics BSPH student in the Gilling School of Global Public Health from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where his dog and his girlfriend also reside. Don is currently president of the water polo team and is involved with research with the Water Institute as well as the Galapagos Science Initiative. In this episode, we're going to focus on Donald's role as the internal planning coordinator for the Minority Health Conference, which takes place in February at the Friday Center, and his passion about the intersection of social justice and public health. So before we get started, let's let our audience get to know you a little bit better. What's a crazy but true fact about you that others might not know? crazy but true fact is something that's maybe a little bit hard to answer. It sounds fun, but I have more than 50 first cousins now, so that's maybe a crazy fact. I, it's counting. There's a couple of newborns, so I don't know the exact number. Oh, right. <laughs> Wait, can you explain how that happened? <laughs> Big Midwestern families, I guess. Five sisters on my mom's side of the family and uh, four siblings on my dad's side of the family and they just had a lot of kids so oh, gotcha. could you name them all not like right now but if we <laughs> asked you to I don't know if I could like remember them all at the top of my head but I know all their names like when I see them and stuff so yeah like we're, we're all like we know each other I knew someone in Utah who had 16 or 17 siblings because oh, polygamy that's crazy. <laughs> which is technically illegal but under, like, low-key polygamy. Anyway, so if we want to talk a little bit about the annual Minority Health Conference, would you mind kind of talking about what exactly that is? And then in that answer, would you mind defining what Minority Health is? Yeah, so the annual Minority Health Conference has been running now almost every year since 1977. It's the largest student-ran health conference in the United States, and it focuses on minority health, which is kind of a working definition. It's something that's evolved along with the Minority Health Conference and the Minority Student Caucus, which the Minority Health Conference is actually a program of the Minority Student Caucus, which is a, a group in Gillings that's dedicated to kind of putting a voice through representation for minority members of the School of Public Health. And they're actually looking for members as well. So maybe we talk about that later mm-hmm, when cool. we talk about how to get involved. But the, the Minority Health Conference has really evolved evolved over time to reflect the working definition of minority health, which is basically just trying to represent the many different people, perspectives, backgrounds, situations that exist in in the world of health and in the population as a whole, and trying to create an equitable health system that represents all those people and provides for their health equitably. Awesome. So what do you think the biggest changes that you've seen in the development, you said the conference develops with the working definition. What would you say over the years the biggest change has been? Probably the largest single change that's occurred is that probably in the 80s or 90s somewhere, the Minority Student Caucus as a whole, as well as the Minority Health Conference, moved from being representative of just students of color. It was an organization made to represent the many Black and Afro-American and other students of color that existed in the School of Public Health and on campus. And it moved into representing people of all backgrounds and ethnicities. And then more recently, when it opened those wings, it sort of started to let people in of all minorities. It had a really open policy and, you know, let people identify with whatever minority group that they might identify with in life. And so it's it's become a very 
open, working, evolving definition of what it means to be a minority and what it means to be marginalized in the world of health. That's really awesome that you guys are able to change it that much and really kind of go with the flow a little bit of what minority health looks like. So how did you get involved? And I know when we talked earlier, you mentioned your passion of the intersection of social justice and public health. And would you mind talking about how the conference correlates with that passion? Yeah, definitely. On a broad level, it's not a novel idea. Everyone talks about how public health really is about social justice. It's about providing health to the most marginalized members of our community and providing health to the whole world. And so that's that's kind of an idea that sort of underpins public health as a whole, no matter who you are talking to in the field. But I specifically was interested in public health that was focused on providing justice for people because social justice originally and advocacy and things like that were sort of a separate thing than public health for me when I entered college. And really quickly through my research with the Water Institute, different groups I got involved with on campus, I started to see how they intersect and how I could be working on both really actively. And so the Minority Health Conference was another way to really directly combine those two interests and try to provide what I thought was social justice to people through a lens and a field that I was really interested in. That's super awesome. And can I ask, how did you hear about the Minority Health Conference? Was it when you first became a student of Gillings or was it, you know, through other friends? How did you hear about it? Yes. Yeah, so for a long time, the Minority Student Caucus and Minority Health Conference have been largely represented by graduate members of the School of Public Health. And in and out, there's been undergraduate representation. And so I actually heard about it through a couple of people I did research with and a couple of mail lists I was on because of that stuff and just kind of reached out and looked into what it was just because it sparked my interest a little bit. And then I began by getting involved on the evaluations committee as a member. And that kind of let me see what was going on behind the scenes, like what people thought of the conference and how to improve it and things like that. And a lot of that was, you know, revolving around how do we make this accessible? How do we make this inclusive of different minorities and stuff. And then after that, the door kind of opened up for me to step into a larger role with the conference. And now I'm working actually with a lot of people I met on the evaluations committee, on the leadership committee for the conference. And so that's kind of how the progression of getting involved and getting up to where I am now. Okay. Yeah, Marley, that was a super good question because I know you mentioned earlier, Don, that there's over 500 members usually about in attendance at that conference. So it seems like a pretty big deal. And I'm surprised it doesn't get more attention on the undergraduate field. Yeah, so the conference actually does have about 500 members year to year. I think that's about what registration is capped at, and it's been like that for a while now. The conference has kind of rapidly grown over time. It had hit three or 400 members in the early 90s, I think. We're going into planning for the 41st conference this year, which will be held on February 28th. And so there's a lot of ways to get involved because it's a really broad conference with a lot of different representation. And that means people from graduate schools, undergraduate programs, a lot of people from UNC, from other conferences. We have partner conferences as well that we webcast to. So there's another few hundred people that are watching certain lectures and stuff. There's a lot of professionals, nonprofits, different things uh, recognized there as well. The conference is really huge. And when you think about it, like it's a lot of people and it's entirely student ran. It's a student led conference. So the entire leadership committee and all the members of the committees that help plan it 
other than a few tremendous faculty advisors from the Minority Student Caucus and from Gillings, are students. And so there's a lot of opportunity to get involved and help make your voice get heard. Awesome. And do you guys have applications open now? And if so, when do those close? Yeah, the opportunities to get involved generally open up around now, which is September. And so we have applications open. Basically, you learn about what the different committees are. So you can look on the website and find our contact information and reach out to us and we can get you information on the different committees and what they do in different positions. We're always looking for graphic designers and people like that. And you can then just indicate what you're interested in and we try to get as many people involved as we can. So we rarely ever turn anyone away. I don't think we actually have in a while. So just you know, indicate your interest, reach out, find out what you're passionate about within the Minority Health Conference, and we can get it figured out. And do you have to be a student of Gillings, or do you have to be majoring in public health, or can you just have an interest in it? So you don't have to be a student in Gillings or anything like that, specifically. The Minority Health Conference is open up to students and campus members just across UNC to get involved and help out. So a lot of people from especially, you know, minority advocacy or minority representation groups on campus are places that we we aim to recruit from, but anyone from any background can get involved with the MHC. The Minority Student Caucus, on the other hand, is meant to be representative of the School of Public Health, and so while there is interest that comes from other people and we can figure out how to get an outlet for that, so feel free to reach out, the members and the leadership are meant to be representative of Gillings. What advice would you give to other social activists? So I think one of the most important things in my eyes to think about with activism is how you're making it a part of your life and just like every day and your interests and what you're passionately working on. And so many activists have very specific passions or things that drive them. And so it's important to think about, especially when you're a student or someone like myself, because I can't speak to like professional experience and things like that. As a student, there's a million different ways to get your voice, your advocacy, your activism implemented in the things that you're studying, the research you're doing, the organizations you're involved in. And so I think one of the biggest things is just to like actively think about how to make that happen and how to make it the best it can be and not just being complacent with being involved. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And Marley and I focus on that a lot. I would say just every day waking up and just instead of passively being involved, like actively trying to make a change in something you're passionate about. So yeah, we really appreciate you mentioning that again. And is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know? I think the biggest thing would be to just like emphasize that all of these points that I've made about the Minority Student Caucus and the Minority Health Conference, they're meant to be really open We want to welcome people as much as we can, welcome ideas. We want to find places for people to get involved or direct them to people who do know how to get them involved. And so take all of these things with as much creative insight as you can into just reaching out, asking about something, and to also take that energy into any other form of like advocacy or something you want to be interested in. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it, Don, for coming in. You just listened to Donald Faefer, a junior here at UNC Chapel Hill. If you want to get more involved with the Minority Health Conference this February, we'll attach more information with Don's email on our website and in the description of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and catch you next time. Sugar, how you get so fly?